Good morning and welcome back to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. If you'd like to text in this morning some comments, you want to hop into the conversation, 850-437-1620 is the number to text this morning to News Radio 92.3. If you miss any of our episodes here on Pep Talk, you can catch all of them on our website, newsradio923.com, or in our new mobile app, News Radio Pensacola, in the on-demand section. So if you just catch a snidbit and you're wondering, oh, what were they really talking about, catch all of it online and in our mobile app today. I am very honored to welcome the CEO of Community Health um, of Northwest Florida, we have Chandra Smiley joining me. Good morning. Good morning, Jenna. Thank you. Well, this is my first time being able to sit down with you. I know. I think that Todd has talked to you um, from the Greater Pensacola Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce. We've been able to have that conversation, but uh, this is a newer conversation, but one we've been kind of needing to have over the past couple of years as we have seen um, just the rise in mental health issues, um, of course, with COVID and everything. And then also the opioid crisis that we are, it just seems like we are just up against and just fighting with all of our might. So we're going to have a conversation this morning about the new, it's called the core program. Yes. But before we get into that, I kind of want to talk about um, just the mission behind, like you drive around, right? And you'll see what is this? Is our is this our local clinics? Are these our local <laughs> health departments? And all the changes that have happened, and and also a new location that has popped up. Yes. So, um, Community Health Northwest Florida, we've actually been around for thirty years. This this past year, we've been celebrating um, thirty years of service to the community. Wow. Our purpose and mission is to provide comprehensive primary health care services to all who walk through our doors. So we have a lot of patients who have no insurance. We have a sliding fee program to support our uninsured patients. We have a lot of patients who are underinsured, and we offer support um, as well. And then we do have patients who have insurance. Um, we're primary care clinics. We've got 20 clinics throughout Escambia and Santa Rosa counties pro- providing Everything from pediatric care and services, adult, dental care, uh, optometry services, behavioral health and wellness, and we do have some walk-in clinics. Very. So is the new, okay, so is the new location, I believe it was on Palafox? Yes. Is that a, one of the 20? Yes. Okay. And is that a walk-in? It is. So we actually celebrated um, a couple of weeks ago our... um, open house. It was a tailgate party. We invited the community to come hang out with us on a Saturday before the championship games got, you know, started. That's fun. Um, It is actually two buildings. It's the old LabCorp building that sat vacant for quite some time on Palafox. Yes. So we have renovated that space and that is our walk-in clinic. It is um, open seven days a week, eight to eight, Monday through Friday, eight to six, Saturday and Sunday. We also um, added or incorporated our pharmacy into that location. So there's a drive-through pharmacy that's available there as well, as well as some primary care services. And then right next door, which used to house the Community Action Program, is a building that we have leased from Greater Union Baptist Church, and we have renovated it to hold our behavioral health and wellness program, Mm. as well as our optometry 
services. So we actually have an eyeglass store. We have an optometrist there five days a week. Um, So we're calling that the Palafox campus, okay, if you will. Um, So it's a great, great location, great partnership with the church. Um, Ingress and egress is easy in terms of people getting in, like with the drive-through, it's an easy zip in, pick up your medicines and zip out. So we're excited. That's really awesome. Now that um I was kind of jolting my memory. I pass it when I go to the chiropractor. So <laughs> I now I'm like, I actually noticed it. It must have been about two weeks ago when I went for my last appointment. It was like, I didn't know. Was that always there? Is Are you okay, Jenna? Like, <laughs> You know, we have those moments like, wait a second. How long has that McDonald's been on that corner? <laughs> we just, just don't remember all the things. But I love that it's a newer location and definitely in an area that needed it. Now, I want to ask you, just while we're on the topic, before we get to the core program, because we will talk about that. When it comes to health clinics, right, especially uh, with community health, how do you determine and decipher which areas of Escambia and Santa Rosa need a walk-in clinic? Or, or do you go through surveys or demographic studies? How do you do that? Well, we look at our patient base. We look at our penetration rates and zip codes and census tracts. The decision to relocate our walk-in clinic to that location on Palafox, we had been in the uh, Jordan Street um medical complex for several years. So we were running a walk-in clinic um, out of that location and, and we were just, we, we couldn't meet the demand because of space limitations. So we knew we needed to stay within that corridor, but we needed, you know, more of a footprint to really provide the access um, and, and request for access that we were seeing over at Jordan Street. So we went from, I don't know, maybe six, 7,000 square feet to 16,000 square feet. So we clearly have enough, you know, exam room, um, lobby space, and and able to incorporate a a primary care clinic there within Mm -hmm. that same footprint. Oh, yeah, that definitely helps a ton. And I know, um, especially, you know, frequenting that area in the past couple of years, you see, we talk a lot about food deserts, but Mm -hmm. medical care deserts exist as well Mm -hmm. for for some of our communities, especially here in Northwest Florida. And so seeing that change really is a game changer. But we also know over the past couple of years, the discussion has really shifted, um, sometimes demonized in this discussion uh, or taboo to like, oh, no, it doesn't really happen around us. And that's, I want to, I mean, I guess we can just say the drug activity mm-hmm. and especially addiction activity, opioid crisis, connect it to mental health crisis. I think um, it must have been years ago, Russell Brand, the actor said, you know, there is no gateway drug like marijuana, although it can be used and create a gateway to other drugs, but really mental health abuse, trauma is really the gateway to drug abuse and the drug crisis that we have around the world. But in knowing that, we also know there has to be solutions and treatments. So tell me a little bit more about the journey that led to the CORE program and kind of what it is. Okay. So the CORE program is actually um, funded through the CDC, through the state. There were nine counties selected to receive this funding. Um, And the nine that were selected were the counties that had the highest rate 
of deaths related to overdose. So, unfortunately, Escambia County ranked number one in Oof. overdose for um, oxy, fentanyl, uh, cocaine. Um, we had all the major players in, in which we um, hit uh, as the the highest number of, of deaths related to overdose. So uh, we clearly were in that first cohort of funds to be distributed. The, the program and the design of the program is to work with local partners. There's the FQHC, which is Community Health, which is the federally qualified health center, working in concert with our local hospitals, as well as um, our Escambia County EMS. And so just to put it into perspective, EMS um, has been running a dashboard. It's kind of an up-to-date dashboard on number of calls that they've received. And I looked at it before I walked in. And as of today, this year, our EMS, Escambia County EMS, has responded to 1,969 calls related to overdose. So we have far exceeded where we were this time last year. Um, And that's just Escambia County EMS. That's not counting lifeguards. That's not counting family members dropping their loved ones off um, at at the emergency room. So that's just one piece of information or data points that we have. The design of the program is related to if someone comes into the emergency room um, as an overdose, they're stabilized, they're offered this program, which is Suboxone Treatment Program, and they are um, given their first dose of Suboxone in the emergency room before they're discharged. And once discharged, anywhere from five to seven days after their discharge, um, Escambia County EMS paramedicine will go and find that patient wherever they are and provide them with their daily dose. In the meantime, there's a warm handoff between paramedicine and the FQHC, where we are going and we're meeting that individual We're to say that we will be taking over the long-term treatment for the Suboxone, but it's also looking at all other things health-related that is going on with that individual. So it's the wraparound services like case management and behavioral health and wellness, but also everything else health-wise that's going on. One of the most important things that as our partners, and we've got great, great partners here, um, the health department, Marie, her team, our hospital partners, we have all three hospitals at the table in this discussion, which is extremely unique compared to our peers throughout the, the state. And then Chief Dursell and his team over at EMS have been um, fabulous partners. Um, Dr. Mark Stravos um, over at West Florida has been um, really our subject matter expert in, in treatment. And one of the, the main points that he drives home is that we have to think about this as a medical condition. This isn't a moral issue. This isn't a character flaw. This is a chronic medical condition that needs to be treated with medication, just like diabetes. If you're diabetic and you need insulin, you need that medication so that your body can be calibrated. Now, coming out of that, there, you know, there certainly are lifestyle adjustments that have to be made to, to maintain and be successful in managing. So addiction is no different. 
We need to treat it with medication. Suboxone is one of those ways in which we can offer treatment for this condition. And then those wraparound services such as behavioral health and wellness to look at what else is going on so that we can make sure that that patient is successful and stable. That's incredible. Now, I was reading a little bit online, Chandra, about um, the state this so this is a statewide program but it, it just had has it not reached every single county yet it's still like in the piloting process yes okay this actually this program started in um Broward County and it was the health the federally qualified health center the hospital and the EMS and they had great success they had I think um about a 62 percent rate in signing up for the program and then of that it was an 80 percent success rate so huge um so we want to replicate this throughout the state starting with obviously the counties that have the highest rates of death so there was nine counties originally selected it'll expand to 12 and then um, as we move you know through the year and and reporting back to the state, our program and our metrics, it certainly gives the opportunity to expand it throughout. That's incredible. Now, the initial exam that the patient goes through for treatment, um, are there qualifications? Do they have to sign up? Do they sign waivers? How does it work to just get them on board with those initial steps? Because I know sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes they can be combative, um, having dealt with you know family members who are, are have gone through addiction. Um, it's very difficult sometimes to get them to just be uh, accepting of somewhat of somewhat of help right right and uh, so how do you get those initial do you have like behavioral health specialists that kind of help in that area well there's there's social workers and behavioral okay. health specialists but there's also peer counselors and sometimes someone who has walked in those shoes and they understand where that patient is mm-hmm. um, sometimes having that peer counselor it truly it it's just meeting the patient where they're at and bringing whatever resources we can to help encourage that patient to sign up and commit to the program. Excellent. And then remind me the name of the um, medicinal drug that's used. Suboxone. Suboxone. So tell me a little bit more about the background of that and how kind of, it, it, you know, it came to be where, okay, this will help I don't hate to say kick off the treatment process, but kickstart, I guess, kickstart that treatment process. It, um, Suboxone, and I'm not, you know, a medical physician, sure, right, so, right, right. Uh, you know, let me let me put that out there. But yeah. it, it basically, um, it eliminates the, the cravings. It oh. kind of, it gives the opportunity for the fog to clear, if you will, okay. so we can talk about what's going on. Um, and, and depending on, how long the patient has um, been using, um, you know, would de- would determine, you know, the strength, the frequency. It it may be that you know you see a patient every day, mm-hmm. and then you kind of titrate to once a week, once a month. Um, but in some cases, this is a medication that patients may need to be on for several years. Oh wow! Now what we did. Um, with some of the funds that we received through this program was we hired a psychiatrist. So we have an on-staff psychiatrist who is has many of years um, and experience with addictions. 
Mm. and is um, Suboxone certified. Many of our providers are certified with Suboxone as well. And so we've got in-house that subject matter expert that can really work individually with that patient on what kind of treatment um, regimen and dosage uh, would would be best suited for them. And is it only, will Suboxone only be for specific, like, drug use cases? Is it only for, you know, uh, somebody who has an addiction with cocaine or heroin, or is it different? I think it's, it depends. And okay. I guess it really, it, it goes back to the psychiatrist and the okay. medical physician really determining what's the best, but it is one of many opportunities yeah. you know, for treatment. Um, and again, in South Florida, when it originally started, they had such great success that mm-hmm. it was something that the CDC said, we need to replicate this and offer this up to um, other communities. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, when Escambia County, you're looking at those numbers, it's definitely something that is needed here. And um, you just, you, know, I mean, you never know what that person has gone through. So, hey, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering what we're chatting about, I have CEO Chandra Smiley joining me this morning from Community Health Northwest Florida. Uh, so right now we're kind of just going over the new core program. How many months has this been um, just kind of been looked at with with y'all and the board trying to get it into Escambia County was it kind of an immediate decision like yep we really need this to help with our crisis well it was a immediate hey Escambia County guess what <laughs> we have some funds coming your way so oh, here we go we started um, back in July the core partners and and I mean the hospitals the health department um, EMS and ourselves started getting together and meeting regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that we added in our program was that daily touch from paramedicine. Um, we just want to make sure that if we get them in the emergency room, they're they're committed or they're signed up for the program. They've gotten their first induction. We don't want to lose them post-discharge. And so um, EMS is in the process of hiring their staff for this for this program so that um, you know again they can go out wherever the patient is in the community and touch them um, every day post discharge so well a couple of questions here I have one before we wrap up over the next three minutes uh, Chandra really so that daily touch from the paramedicine factor right mm-hmm how do you just, how do they do that? How do you just stay on top of that in a patient loving way uh, for somebody who has maybe been battling addiction for years? I think it's just, it's showing, it's showing up where they are and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm here one, because I care. Yeah. Two, I, I want to make sure that you just stay with me, you know, right. just hang in there. Um, and then, of course, they would be bringing in their daily dose for that medication. So it's it's the opportunity to, you know, provide that as well. Okay. And what about tests on, like, alcohol addiction? Has there, you know, been any, you know, correlation with alcohol addiction and the drug use and possibilities in um, being able to use Suboxone for addiction with alcohol? Are you sure at all? I, I'm not sure about okay. But I do know there's a lot of polysubstance abuse and addiction mm-hmm. um, and clearly dual diagnosis. You hit on it a little bit earlier. There's the whole mental health 
peace. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so, you know, coming out of what we have been through these last two years, we cur- at Community Health, outside of the core program, we have seen over a 33% uptick in um, behavioral health referrals and people coming. And we're seeing more and more people coming into our clinics in crisis. So it's just two years of anxiety and stress and the unknown Mm -hmm. and all of the uncertainty that came with the the pandemic. And then now it's coming out and it's, it's just, it's like another pandemic that's coming and it's the mental health pandemic. You're right. Yeah. You hit it spot on with that, Chandra. Hey, before we wrap up, if somebody is listening right now and interested for themselves, for a family member, they just kind of want this information in their back pocket. Is there the best place to go to get information, not just about the core program, of course, but Community Health Northwest Florida? Uh, Absolutely. Um, Our uh, direct line, our our main service line is 850-436-4630. You can also go on our website at um, healthcarewithinreach.org. Uh, look us up on Facebook too. Follow us. We, you know, we certainly post um, things that we're doing out in the community. The website gives you all of our locations, all of our service lines, and ways to reach us. Excellent. Chandra Smiley, CEO of Community Health Northwest Florida, 850-436-4630. Yep. Perfect. And I'll text you if you text it in for information. I promise to get that to you today. Thank you for tuning in. Chandra, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. We want to see our community get healthier and healthier. Thank you to Community Health Northwest Florida and have a Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you. Hey, I will talk to you tomorrow. We've got the Garden Line at 9 and a jam-packed Pensacola expert panel and more opportunities to win tickets.